It's so nice to see all of you here today, praise God. Turn and turn, tell a neighbor, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> it's nice to see you all. Y'all look good. Turn and tell your other neighbor, you look good today. Story. 
We've heard about the people who were there. Who do you know that was in the story of Jesus? Tell me who you know. Give me some names. Who do you know? John, Peter, Matthew, Mary, David. Oh, David was there, but David is in the Bible, definitely. <laughs> the descendants of Judas, Thomas, Mary Magdalene, Thaddeus. Oh, look at you. Oh, that's good. No one ever mentions Thaddeus. <laughs> Anyone else? Nathaniel, Matthew, Luke and Mark, praise God. Nicodemus. Watching the chosen. <laughs> so we know a lot about who was there. We know it was men, we know it was women, we know it was people of all ages. So we have heard this story. And my question is, why do you think this story has persisted so long? I mean, there are a lot of stories that we hear about. We know about Romeo and Juliet, right? How many of y'all have heard Romeo and Juliet? All right. If you go way back, I remember learning about the Iliad and the Odyssey. Anybody ever heard about that one? What's some other famous stories y'all have heard of that we all would know? Macbeth, Hamlet, all of Shakespeare, right? <laughs> Othello. So we've heard about these stories, but they haven't had the same kind of impact as the story of Jesus Christ, right? So how and why has this story persisted generation after generation after generation? Why can't we let it go? Why has this story gone from my generation to the next generation and all the generations prior to me? This story about a man named Jesus, 12 disciples, the, the women, and the many witnesses. Why are we telling this story over and over and over again? Have you ever heard somebody had someone in your life that just keep telling the same story? They don't tell the story so many times. You could tell the story. And even though you tell them, I've heard this story, they still tell the story, right? So why does this story persist? My answer to all of us today is it, it persists because it's not a story. Tell your neighbor, it's not just a story. It's not just a story. It's a story that comes with experiences. Something happened to people that caused them to tell this story over and over and over again. Anybody remember when you first encountered Jesus? When you first encountered Jesus? You have a moment. When, what happened, John? You wanted to tell everybody. As soon as you encountered Jesus, you wanted to talk about it to somebody, right? All of us have had, well, most of us have had some sort of experience in our lives where we would say, that was God. That was Jesus. I know that wasn't me. That was God. And we've had experiences like that. And sometimes we are even afraid to tell people about it because we don't think anyone would believe us. I remember when I first encountered Jesus. I was actually in a hospital. I was about to deliver my first baby girl. 
And I still remember to this day, I was very skeptical about Jesus. And then all of a sudden, it was like time stopped. The room changed. People in the room disappeared. And God entered. And that was, I don't even know how old Whitney is, 20-some years ago or 27 years ago. And it forever changed my life. And I sometimes hesitate to tell people that story because people are like, that didn't really happen. Or maybe they had you on too many drugs, Pastor Kelly. Or maybe, you know, you were just all caught up in the experience. But I have never had an experience like that before or after. Jesus entered the room that day. And I know some of you have had experiences like that where Jesus and your story has never been the same. When God calls us, he calls us very specifically. It's a pattern. Tell your neighbor, it's a pattern. The story of Jesus Christ is not just a story. It's an experience that goes within a form of patterns. You see, there is a calling. Say calling. And there, then there are teachings. Say teachings. Then there are miracles. Say miracles. And then we experience death and resurrection. You say you experience the death. Anybody ever death before? One in here ever had a near death experience? Y'all have had that moment? Oh, you was gone. <laughs> so we also experience the resurrection. So it's this pattern that we experience. Even people who were not there at the original cross, even people who didn't experience Jesus in the original time, experienced the same pattern. Say pattern again. You see, our story started a long, long time ago, a very long time ago. And we can think that it began in the New Testament, but it really began in the Old Testament. Our scripture today was from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1. Jasmine over there. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Bible for us real quick. Anybody know what it might say? Say what? Y'all know that. Oh, because it came on the screen? <laughs> y'all actually knew it though, didn't you? <laughs> so Genesis 1 verse 1, let's say this all again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's where our story begins. If we also go over to John chapter 1 verse 1, I know what that one says. All right, let's say that together again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, that's where the story begins. In the beginning, we were all created. Anyone in here ever had a question about life? How are we here? Why are we here? Where do we come from? What is our purpose? What is our meaning? Anyone ever ask questions like that? We all do, right? We wonder, why are we here? 
Does life have meaning? Does life have purpose? Why me? Anyone ever ask that question? Why am I suffering so? Why am I going through these situations? Every single human being on this planet at one time or another should stop and ask the question, what is life all about? Why are we here? And if you ask that question, that question will give you some answers. You see, saints, God began with our creation. Every single one of us in your mother's womb, you had to be created, right? Every single one of us had to be created, formed, and shaped into this world. And if every single one of us had to be created, that means we are born, we live, and then what happens after that? Die. Is anybody exempt from death? Is anybody expecting not to die? Anybody think you're going to live forever? <laughs> Who said? You said yes? Okay, let's all tell him you're not going to live forever. <laughs> At least not on this earth. <laughs> so when we say, yes, Marvin. You're going to live forever in Jesus. <laughs> In the flesh. Hopefully, if, if, if God makes it so, many of us will be caught up in that great rapture in the sky, and we won't actually have to experience a physical death. But for most of us, guess what? We're going to die. And I know you're thinking, Pastor Kelly, it's Easter Sunday. We're supposed to be preaching a, a joyful message. We in here talking about the fact that we're going to die. <laughs> You see, when we think about our life and while we're here, our meaning, our, our purpose in life, we also have to think about our death. We also have to think about who has the answers. Who gives the honest answers? Who, who gives the truth? You see, the Bible was created a long time ago, and many people struggle to believe in this word. Many people struggle to believe in this story. Tell your neighbor, guess what? Even if we don't believe in the story, it doesn't make it not real. Jesus Christ is real and alive. And he loves us even when we don't love him back. The greatest part about the Bible is that it's not forced. It's not controlling. You don't have to do these things. You are actually allowed an opt-out feature. You get to opt out. If you don't want to believe, you don't have to believe. No one's going to force you. No one's going to make you. And even if you don't believe, Jesus still will love you anyway. He will still love you anyway. You see, our Lord Jesus Christ loves us enough to allow us not to choose in Christ. He loves us enough to say, I'm going to let you figure out your way. No matter how many bumps and turns that takes you, he allows us to choose. Tell your neighbor, you have a choice. You have a choice today. You see, God does not make sense. It does not make sense to believe in something we cannot see, we cannot feel, we cannot touch, we cannot hear. It doesn't make sense, does it? Faith and belief doesn't make sense. But here is our reality. 
again. Every single one of us will die. Tell your neighbor, you're going to die. And either nothing will happen when you die, or something will happen when you die. That's the two choices. Something's going to happen when you die, or nothing's going to happen when you die. So if nothing happens when you die, But if something happens when you die, does it change how you will live your life today? Knowing that something will happen when you die, will it change how you live? You know, in the news, there was a big news story, and I know absolutely none of you heard about it. But there was a huge news story, a scientific breakthrough, and none of us even heard about it. It wasn't on ABC, it wasn't on NBC, it was in an obscure corner of the news, but it happened. You know what happened? Scientists, thank you, God. <laughs> Scientists found out that people that have near-death experiences are really having near-death experiences. They were told that they were in a coma, that it was the medication, that it was something that happened in the brain, that made this happen, but guess what they have to say? None of those things are true. A near-death experience is God allowing us an encounter to see the other side. And when a person has a near-death experience, saints, their complete outlook on life. People that have had near-death experiences, they come back and they change their lives. Businessmen have given up their businesses. People who were angry and lost stop being angry. It even changes the suicide rate. When a person has had near-death experiences, someone would wonder, well, why wouldn't they commit suicide so they can get to heaven faster? No, because they've seen something. They've experienced something. They understand something differently. And they know, I can wait. See, Jesus was on that cross on Easter. And three days later, as prophecy told us, rise from the dead. Anyone ever wonder why it was three days? Why wasn't it an hour later? Two hours later? Or the next day? Why was it three days? So everyone would know that he, would, that he truly died. It wasn't just that, you know, someone could claim, oh, you know what, he had a near-death experience. It, it's okay. Jesus was dead, dead. Say dead, dead. He was all the way dead. He wasn't on. <laughs> he said, what did you say? <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> he was in the ground. He was in the tomb, girlfriend. He was in the tomb. He was wrapped up. He was in the tomb. The stone was placed. He was gone. There was no pulse. The body had started to decay. There was no hope that he was getting up. Guess what happened, y'all? Three days later, he rose from the dead. Three days later, he rose from the dead. That became the greatest miracle of all time. 
And we have been sharing that good news, because that's good news. Tell your neighbor it's good news. We have been sharing that good news for all these thousands of years. You see, we are not physical beings. What are we? We are spiritual beings housed inside of physical bodies. And these physical bodies will do what? They will die. And what will happen to our spirits? They will what? Go where? To the light, to the what? To the energy? <laughs> where are we going, y'all? The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So you will see Jesus. You're going to close your eyes and open your eyes, and you're going to encounter Jesus. See, when we die, something happens. Something transforms. Something changes in all of us. And because when we die, we know that we are going to be different, that we're going to encounter God. And when we die, and because we know that we will die, it should change the way we walk on this earth how we experience other people, how we talk to other people, how we exist amongst each other. Think about that. How have you changed? Just in this past lesson, season, how have you grown? Anybody, have you done anything different? Not one of you have changed in any way? Have married? <laughs> that changed you in what way, Daryl? Huh? Like what? Give me one example. Like differently. Strong. You are more realistic. I'm not angry anymore. I got love in my heart. Effective how? Change your perspective. You understand that your body is going to die, but your spirit is going to live on. Anybody else? Courage. Courage for what, Daryl? A courage to fulfill your passion. Not to waste time. I like that one. You don't have time for this, that, and the other. Got time for Jesus, right? <laughs> Anyone else? Have more compassion. See, when we encounter Jesus, we are called by new names. We stop being the old Kelly, the old Barbara, the old Pearly, the old whatever our names is, and we become the new. We become the new. You know, some of the disciples were even given new names. One of them was called Thunder. Say Thunder. Thunder. What do you mean? What do you think? If, if your name is Thunder, what does that say about you? You're strong, powerful, mighty, loud, <laughs> loud. <laughs> you are uncontrollable. You are a one, I mean, when Jesus gave this name to this disciple of being thunder, thunder always exists. Thunder always, you, we make room for thunder. 
people move for thunder, don't we? That's what happened with these disciples. After they experienced the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, they changed. They became different. They became powerful. They became loud. They became everything that God had ever asked them to be. I want you to think about that for one second. Jesus is really If Jesus is fascinating, he is If you hear his voice at all, what does that mean for you? Well, tell it. Go home and the old way you used to act. How many of us go to work and nobody can tell we are Christians? How many of us go to school and nobody knows that you know Jesus? I was thinking about it, saying, We as Christians have been getting something wrong. Because there's millions, millions, say millions. Maybe even more than millions. It might be billions of us. I don't know. But if all of us were behaving and acting as if we knew Jesus 24 7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wouldn't the world be just a little bit different? I heard a story. For the worst time for a restaurant. Anybody going to dinner today? I heard the worst time for the waiters and the waitresses was Sundays after church. Who goes to the restaurant Sundays after church? A whole bunch of us. And we don't experience church. We don't been in there praising. We don't hug people. We don't shook hands. And then we get to the restaurant, and we give them the blues. Hey, neighbor, we got to do better. We got to do better. You see, if we, just us, even just us in this room today, if we would determine that our belief in Jesus is going to change our conduct in the world, just us, tell your neighbor, just us, we can make the change. We can make the difference. We can shine the light in the world. We can be the thunder. Tell your neighbor, you're the thunder. If you believe that Jesus died on the cross, and if you believe that he rose again from the grave, Coming back for who? Who is he coming back for? 
don't know about y'all, but I know he's coming back for me. <laughs> I want you to say that. He's coming back for me. Say it again. He's coming back for me. If he's coming back for you, that means that you're going to rise. If he rose from the dead, that means you're going to rise from the dead. If he has victory over death, that means you have victory over death. If nothing can harm him, that means nothing can harm you. If he has power, guess what? You have power. Now, guess what we all got to do? Go tell somebody. <laughs> Saints, we're going to be blessed with a dance called Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna in the house. Let me hear you make some Holy Ghost crazy noise right now. Let me hear. Let's go. 